Flower allergies. It's a story about how stupid I was, and then I became smarter with brain surgery drugs. Brain surgery. And rat did not look good after. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. Must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Roast Mortem Podcast. I'm Tom Saltman. I'm Travis. I am Cody McCann. And we're here to talk shit about dead people. Yeah. <laughs> so dead. <laughs> so much shit. Mm-hmm. We're doing things. How was your week? I ate shit all weekend. Nice. That was me. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah, I didn't really do much. I started playing video games again. Yeah? You started streaming, right? Yeah, I was streaming some ass Assassin's Creed Origins. Nice. What's your handle? Uh, my handle is Clamergy. Nice. This is also my YouTube channel. You can get drunk there. That, yeah, you can get fun drunk on uh, the Clamergy channel. Yeah. Lots Big of, time. You can watch me sit and play video games. And cook. A little cooking on the Clamergy channel. A little cooking there? A little it's cooking? It's a nice place. Cook with your butt out? My butt isn't out. On your YouTube channel, you have a how to make a proper Cubano sandwich. I do. That I do. And that ties into today's episode. It does rather miraculously. Cody, why don't you start this roller coaster of bullshit? Let's talk about just Cubano sandwiches right now. Okay. Before we even... I mean, the people at, know, at home know who we're doing because it's in the title of the episode. But let's talk about Cubano sandwiches really quick. It's got pork, and then it's got pork. It's got and too then much it's got pig. Pork, it's then... got too much pig. No, it doesn't, Cody. No, that's, a, that's a fallacy. I feel yeah. like the Cubano sandwich has too much pig because it has pulled pork... And ham on it, and ham, and yeah. a pickle, maybe Swiss. You know, there's one problem with the Cubans, there's no bacon on it. Oh, no. You gotta add some bacon on that shit. Yeah, Cody, I have about ten more slots for pork-related no, 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 no. items per yeah. sandwich. You don't double up. Put you don't some chicharron on, the, on there. You don't double up on that. You're doubling up every time you have a cheeseburger. Two cows. Yeah, but it's not the meat, oh. it's not the proteins. There's plenty of protein in dairy. How do I? Well, you gotta have yellow mustard on a Cuban. That's the one I thing think I, I learned. I love Gouldens. I love the brown, spicy brown. My butthole is spicy brown. love eating spicy brown things. Mm -hmm. But if you have a Cuban, you need to put the fucking shitty French's mustard on it. Mm. Just needs it. Needs it. I haven't really taken note. I've eaten Cubanos. I don't know what kind of mustard's on them. Did it stain your shirt with yellow? I'm not a pig, Travis. I'm <laughs> well, eating I, a pig. I guess I am. You are what you eat, and you, you eat what you are. <laughs> I always wondered what the root of the Cubanos over porkification was. I think I told Travis, I think I told you this a while ago, but do you know why there is so much pig on the Cuban? Uh, there's a lot of pigs in Latin America. Uh, it was traces back to Spain, actually. During the Inquisition, if you got caught eating a double pork sandwich, you probably were not Islamic or Jewish. Therefore, you survived the Inquisition. Dude, you are super Christian. Yeah, so, it's a form of peacocking. Yeah, so pig sandwiches. And not dying. Very popular during the Spanish Inquisition because it could save your life, quite literally. Why are we talking about Cubanos? Because we have the Cuban hero himself, Che Guevara, on our slab today. Whoa! What? You know this guy, right? Yeah, I saw him on a t-shirt once. You, you saw him on just once. T-shirt <laughs> many yeah. times. Many times. I'm willing to go out of my way to say, like, my introduction to Che Guevara, I first saw him on a t-shirt. Yeah, my introduction was the same 
Is the Jersey Shore? Someone had funnel cake all over their shirt. Just all over Che's face. Oh, you kind of looked like a jizzed on with funnel cake. He was filling up. Yeah, filling up. I don't know if Che likes sweets, but yeah, it's the perfect shirt to wear if you don't know anything about anything. Yeah, and you're angry at your parents. Tom, where, where, did you see him on a shirt first? Yeah, that's the only way. I saw a stupid mug on a shirt. Yeah, he's just shirt boy to me. I'm very that's... skeptical of symbols. You know, especially if I, if I see a lot facial. Of, if I see a lot of crosses or something like that, I go. Probably not for me. Probably different. And this is its own type of cross. It, yeah. it weirds me out when I see faces being idolized. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's Dude, just... is Che like Banksy dog? Yeah, Danksy. Yeah, it's a stencil. He <laughs> does a stencil once. Something very propaganda about a face being stencil. glorified. Mussolini did that tactic. Well, Obama did that tactic. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, true. Like change. They're all snakes in the grass. Was it change? Oh. I thought it was hope. That, oh no no. Hope change. Hope, hope change. Both. Hope change. Hope change you both. O's. We are number one. It's American O. You know who didn't do that? Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> he just made America great again. Yeah, MAGA, bro. MAGA, hashtag MAGA. Uh, that, that likeness on that shirt is pretty much counted as the most famous photograph in the world, you know, as per Maryland Institute College of Art. Well, that's just because my dick pic hasn't circulated around the world enough. Yeah. Well, like a lot of people in China haven't seen the my problem dick is, is that you were faxing it initially. Yeah, it was so all faxed. Have the reach the internet has. You'd have to send me your number, but via beeper, and then I'd fax it to you. Right. How many were sent out of those dick pics? I'm uh, probably about uh, five thousand. That's it. Yeah. That's why people don't know it. All to offices. Mm. Uh, one of these things. A little sidebar. Yeah. Okay. We need to do that dick pic in the bottle thing. Yeah. For the viewers oh, at home, God. we've had this idea for years. Borderline illegal. No, it's not illegal. You can find porn on the side of the road, whatever. The most illegal part about it is throwing a bottle into the ocean. Well, let me tell you what it is. Yeah, We have, you know, message in a bottle. We all take dick pics, put it in a bottle, throw it in the ocean. Some little French kid finds it. Why is he French? I don't know. He's going to go across the ocean. I want to do this, but I'm praying a kid doesn't find it. Yeah, well, yeah, a kid won't find it. I'm going to put a child lock on the top of my bottle. Yeah, one of those safety safety things. We're going to make a Make an email so uh, they can email back to us. Hey, got your dick pic. And they can compliment us. And send us French theirs. Babe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let That's me see how the it. world works. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to see it now. Most famous photograph in the world. To be fair, motherfucker is quite photogenic. He's a very photogenic psychopath we're dealing with right now. For a man with a Neanderthal brow, yes. he, he does take pictures I was about well. to say it totally depends on how he's lit. No profile shots. If Che Guevara yeah. has got some underlighting or a profile angle going on, he's got this horrific Neanderthal frontal lobe that actually gets him in a little bit of trouble later on in his life. He has wow. cancer of the forehead. Well, it never killed him. He was definitely like no, not right him. in the head. Had some severe detachments to violence, which enabled him to pretty Dude, much rise up. Yeah, rise up in his about. ranks. Uh, <laughs> who knows what Che means? Hemorrhoid. Um, the... Che is a generic, friendly interjection in Spanish. So it's pretty much like a buddy, boy, lad, oh. chap. Oh, a guy. Yeah, yeah, guy. Boy. Oh, that's cool. It was dude. It was a dude. It was Bud. Yeah, he's, bro. He's he's the Lebowski. Yeah, he's I was thinking like dude. yeah, I was thinking like Bud Guevara. Like yeah. oh, that's less intimidating if you know Che means buddy. He's a uh, a Babe Ruth type. What yeah. up, babe? Little babe. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. Say it to all my friends. What up, babe? Now. <laughs> This hey, is babe. A, a babe. How you doing, baby girl? <laughs> Say it you have called me friend. baby girl a lot of times. Uh, it yeah. makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> it makes me really uncomfortable. Nobody likes when I do it, but I like to do it. <laughs> All right. America.
Mm-hmm. Baby girl Guevara, what what else we want to know about? <laughs> um, <laughs> tell me about baby girl Guevara. This guy, whether he intended to or not, is subject to a lot of dueling revisionist history. Okay. I can see stuff that is clearly rewritten to make him look like a villain, and I can see some stuff that is clearly rewritten to make him look like uh, a martyr of the people. Like he's worth being on the shirt. Yeah, there you go. Right. Like. Personally, I don't feel like Che Guevara is is, is shirt worthy. No, he's not. Nah, not uh, really. He just looks good, and there's looks great. He's fantastic. There's an idea there. He was the new hip version of the Marxist movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dog. He's got long hair. He's wearing a fucking a beret. What is a fucking just smoking beret. those sexual Kangol. cigars in and out? <laughs> yeah, sucking on Dude, I mean, you ever seen fucking uh, Samuel Jackson with Kangol on? That's pretty no. revolutionary. Yeah, it is. Changed the world. <laughs> Changed the world. You guys ever have a Cuban cigar? I have yeah. it. Yeah. I, I owned one. I never got to enjoy it. You didn't like, smoke it? No, I lost it for in a move. Did you use it a, as a doorstop? No, I don't know. It's probably in like a dresser drawer somewhere. I smuggled in some into the country in my shoe. They're legal now, right? You can... Not for long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Literally <laughs> so, opposite. Moving on. Che, che actually did some good things. He's a huge literacy proponent. Um, he's walked into countries, did a little bit of his Che magic, and then left with 40% of the population knowing how to read. So he, he's done some good things. He's viewed as uh, a counterculture and revolution. Revolution. Wait, so Cody, when you say they knew how to read, by that you meant they had to press number two on the keypad when they call up an automated system. This is movie phone. Yeah, because they're... They learned how to read Spanish. What is it? Pare numero uno. Yeah. Oh, well, that doesn't matter. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter what America. language you speak. It's America. If you're, you're in learning. your country, that's, that's the language. <laughs> you're learning. Just, yeah, I don't know if they're down in the movie growing up in Cuba. <laughs> Cubano national hero. Some people hail him as a Christ figure almost, and he's just pretty much the mug of Counter Revolution. Christ and, figure. Uh, you know yeah, who's my Christ figure? Tony Hawk figure. doing Christ Air. <laughs> oh, sick. Oh, I love yeah. that inverted Christ Air. So sick. Let's talk about his early life. He was born Ernesto Guevara, June 14th, 1928, in Rosario, Santa Fe, province of Argentina. So he wasn't born in Cuba? He was not born in Cuba. He was an Argentinian. Argentine? I don't know. Okay. Um, he was a fucking brat, man. He had two parents. There was three nobles between the two of his parents. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Ernesto Sr. had Spanish and Irish nobility. And his mother had Spanish nobility. So he's quarter Irish? Uh, I don't know if he's quarter Irish. Probably a little bit less than that. A lot of Europeans settled in uh, Argentina. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like early. Some boys from Brazil, actually. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah, yeah. They came a little later, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah, basically Argentina was like the America of South America. It's a good refugee spot if you can't get north of the border. Yeah. I want to go. Me too. It's nice. Seems nice. I just don't want to be raped. Yeah. No, well, that's Brazil. You go to Brazil, you're getting raped. All right, cool. So Argentina's cool? Argentina, you get that yerba mate. I drink that shit every other day. Yerba mate? Yerba mate. Yeah. uh, Interesting fact, uh, that's how Jay's dad earned his fortune, or attempted to earn some fortune cultivating yerba mate. Oh, he's a yerba boy, eh? Green gold. Yep. Didn't work out. Just bad business moves. Uh, mm. But that's how he got some of his money, I think. Damn. We have a friend of ours that uh, got arrested in Georgia for having a garbage bag of yerba mate in his trunk. What does yerba mate yeah. actually look like, Travis? 
it doesn't really look like weed at all. It kind of just looks like it like looks like what you'd fool someone with weed in high school. Yeah. It looks like oregano. You but, know? Like, yeah, but the cops, it was just But this is Georgian cops. They're, so they're like They don't care. Chase should have came up here and showed him how to yeah. read. <laughs> like, what do you got in there, boy? Your mate. That's dank. <laughs> Excuse me while I take this dank. <laughs> now get in the dank tank. Little boy Ernesto Guevara was stricken with very, very bad asthma. Sometimes it would leave him up to days bedridden. And it would use this time to practice chess and read ideological studies. How old was he when he was diagnosed? Um, I believe it was between like six and eight. Okay. Mm. Like where all right. it was like crippling. So it's, it's pretty we, much. We all know six and eight year olds real deep. No. Yeah. Reading that communist manifesto. Well, if you think about it, like this is like little evil genius training in junior. Yeah, I mean, did he have a pet a pet cat that he was just like stroking while he played chess? I can imagine it, but like yeah. he's just he's just there, sick, just trying to get better, but, well, like being a tacticianer. That's the problem. He's petting his cat. He's allergic to cats. Yeah, oh, they got the cats out of the house. He would have been fine. It's all the cat's fault. Twenty minutes, rest up, catch your breath, pet this dog. Uh, early reports have him being a prankster in school. Some reports say he was an exhibitionist in elementary school. Showed his wean around. Ha- hung yeah, some speaking dong. English. Showing his dong. Yep. Hung a little bit of dong when the teachers weren't looking. Or maybe right. when they were looking. That's the point of being an exhibitionist. You gotta show people what it's like to peep a ween. Peep and ween is important. Peep Friends. and weans. I wonder if he was, like, the actual streaker or just a flasher. Because, like, I respect streakers. They have to evade people. Well, they have to run. Yes. Yeah. They have to streak. You have to stand there with your duster all open, showing your goods off. Goods turn bad real quick. Yeah, you gotta run with them. Gotta run with it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta run with it. You just you're, gotta run with it. Your, you sack, know? Yeah. your sack has to hit the belly button in order for it to count. That's an interesting way of looking wow. at it. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Part of being a streaker, I know. How old those uh those football fans in the UK? How old are they? No, no, how they get it. Because they uh it's it's always cold there. Mm. So the sack is gonna You have to weight it down for a few days. No, no you just pull your belly days, button. So. You, you just pull your gut down to your junk. Oh yeah. That's yeah. what I do. Okay. All right. All right. Some tactics for all you uh, all you streakers out there. Schoolboy Che Guevara was noted to eat chalk and drink ink. <laughs> why why you do that? I don't dog? know. Uh, he shot out street lights with a slingshot. He's reported to shit on an ivory on the ivory keys of a piano just to spite his schoolmates' parents. Take that, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> he launched fireworks through a window to disrupt a dinner party. But all in all, at the end of the day, beneath this troublemaking sociopathy, he was bright. Like, you could see there was a tactician mind What doing year was he things. born again? Uh, he fell out of his mom... 28, right? Yeah, 1928, June 14th. Okay, it's a little later than I thought, because he sounds like a, uh, an original little rascal. He sounds like Dennis the Menace. <laughs> Sound, he sounds like an alfalfa. Uh, alfalfa was a little ween. He was a spicy ween, though. He's a piece of shit, that kid. A yeah. mass-murdering alfalfa. piece of shit, if you will. Yeah. This guy also sounds like a ween. He was a gross ween. Bragged about not bathing or doing laundry at the most recorded up to 25 weeks. He bragged about that shit? Oh, yeah. He was like, I haven't, I haven't washed this jersey in 25 weeks. He was a, he was a rugby player. Ew. Played rug? Played a little rug. I'm assuming it's really hot down there. Now yeah. I feel like it's so you gonna need you, you need to wash. It's like, it's, yeah. I, f- I feel like parts of Argentina are probably... This is a long-ass country. It is long, yeah, but... It's, uh, some of it's probably, like, here. And, like, I know, for me, I wash every day. I'm a clean boy. 
Especially my dick and my armpits. Yeah. Most important things. Pits and bits. If I, I if I miss those parts, if I miss those parts, you're all dirty. Yeah, I'm just dirty. Just I've never all or nothing. I've never seen you dirty. Yeah, I've seen like, you sweat, but you you're like I gotta go home. Gotta go home. Gotta get wash clean. Off. Yeah, I gotta go eat a, like an Italian sandwich real quick. Sweat it all out and get clean again. It works. A clean guy. Some sources describe him as a rapist, even preying on servant girls because like he was born into you know quasi nobility. Right, they so have was, that aristocratic yeah, style he was of definitely living. Part of the aristocracy. Was he a rapist, or did he just make shitty moves? A little bit of both, but definitely forcing him like shitty moves, including raping. <laughs> In my book, there's one encounter where he it was said that he was taking dinner with his, some of his friends and spontaneously threw a servant girl on the table, forced himself upon her, finished, dismissed her, and resumed eating dinner like nothing was amiss. And all of his friends were like. Wow, okay. He must have really wanted it. That's pretty. That's pretty gross. That's pretty much a hundred percent rape at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not. That's not. No question about that. Uh, that uh, actually happened. Well, it's very yeah, ungentlemanly yeah. too. That there's unquestionable yeah. to that, but like there's reports that he was like doing this as early on as like fourteen. What? So, yeah. Yeah. Like you're just learning reports. about what your boner is at 14. You don't know what to do with it. Just smacking on the table and well, shit. He, if you're, he if, had the wrong idea. If you're entitled, oh, okay. he had the wrong if idea. You're entitled, if you're you entitled know. and trying to figure out a boner and you have better things to slap it on than a table, <laughs> you might slap it on better things than a table. Yeah, that's true. Better being subjective. Well, yeah, absolutely. How little do you care for people? Shake with level. Use leaders. Uh, tip use the table. He did, yeah. Threw her on the table. No, not that way. Oh, oh. I just slap your dick around the table. Oh. In 1948, he did a little motorcycle journey all over South America, pretty much going down the western seaboard and flying back up. There was a movie based on that, right? Yeah, oh, the Motorcycle Diaries. Mm. Who was, uh, I don't know, dude, who was in that? Was, that, was that Benicio del Toro or was that something else? No, no. he was in, in a different Che movie. Yeah, yeah, Benicio del Toro. Yeah. Che. He played Che in a different one. Motorcycle Diaries. Uh, was that John Depp? Che Guevara, played by Gary Busey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, that's totally exactly. right. I'm on the motorcycle again. Put that in the book report you're doing. Yo soy motorcycle champion. <laughs> Go and tell Spaniel. <laughs> it's mucho bueno. So his little motorcycle about pretty much opened his eyes to the poverty and depression in the area. You know how Buddha, like, ventured out for the first time and, like, saw death, depression, yeah, he's disease, and famine? Buddhist. Yeah, oh. this is pretty much, like, the the Southern America version of it. Right. He, Checking out the people who's like, wow, uh, these people are living like shit. I live like a king. And, uh, he, he, and I might have raped someone. This so, is such an eye-opening experience, bro. I'm so upset for these people. Fuck, my dad forgot to transfer money into my account again, piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. And this was before, like, Venmo. Like, bro, can I Venmo you some money? So I can get some gays? Uh, if anyone wants to send me money, uh, DM me. Give you a billion dollars back. I'm a Nigerian prince. A Nigerian I'm, a, I'm a Jewish audience. Nigerian prince, Jew and I'm ready to <laughs> make your light hard. <laughs> this opened his eyes to the poverty, inequality, and oppression, and he pretty much chalked all this bad shit up to capitalist swine. Of course. You know. Because capitalism didn't give him basically everything he wanted. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. You know, put no. him in the position that he was in. No. Have a motorcycle. Just saying. Yeah. Came he came across a persecuted communist couple in the Atacama Desert, and this couple did not even own a blanket. Described them as the shivering flesh and blood victims of capitalist 
Well, they were in a desert, so they didn't need a blanket. It's very warm. It's a little nipply around night. But question, did he give them a blanket? <laughs> that's the yeah. question. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh, that's shit. He's like, oh, that's terrible. I'm gonna... Blum, 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 yeah, I'm yeah. leaving. Basically, Che Guevara, to me, at this point, sounds like someone that bought tickets to the Fire Festival. Oh, <laughs> like fire like, with a Y. Yeah, fire with a Y. Like, yo, the world's terrible. I'm gonna influence him and go to this festival, dog. Yeah, that smells right. Yeah. <laughs> 1954. He has a little bit of a medical background, by the way. It's it's what he studied when he was laid up. With he was asthma. in med school. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, it, like loosely, like you know, keep in mind South American, South doctor, American w- med school, like around the 50s. Right. Yeah, it's worse than Devry. 1950s, <laughs> maybe. That uh, probably. Upstanding financial, financial, educational establishments nowadays. 1954 began working in the allergy department of a Mexico City hospital when who the brought, allergy? Yeah, allergies. Okay, that's what he had. So it was a little bit beneficial maybe, yeah, to him, maybe to learn about allergies. Allergy from asthma. Yep. Yeah. Um, met who other than Raúl Castro? Brother to Fidel Castro, and at that time, very, very in bed with the KGB. Oh, that's KGB, but yep. and that that's the Russian but Russian spy network. Yeah, that's the, the Russian the state young run. men. Yeah, look up under look up Vladimir Putin. Yeah, he's a member of that. Yo, he chokes <laughs> motherfuckers out. Yeah, dog. Putin sucks for a lot of reasons, but he got his hands dirty. Yeah, he was a fucking fucking KGB He's boy. Roll right in there and be like, give me the money. So look, I can a- give it to the yeah. state, and they can give me a little back. And I'm going to push your eyeballs into your skull. Yeah, there's actually a documentary about him. You just, you put on the Born Identity and watch it with Russian subtitles, and you have the documentary oh, of Vladimir Putin. Oh, that's okay. lovely. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And the thing is, when you meet Raul, you meet Fidel. Because they were Siamese twins. They were brothers, and they were partners in crime. They weren't Siamese twins. No, they Siamese twins, excuse me. They weren't Siamese twins. They, they, they were not conjoined bros. And... Uh, Simon Reed Henry went on to call the friendship between Shea and Fidel Castro a revolutionary friendship that would change the world. And this was a result of their commitment to anti-imperialist movements and thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, they were they bonded over not liking Americans. That swine. sounds like a statement from a high person. Your friendship is going to change the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my question was, did he use uh, revolutionary in air quotes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no other way to use revolutionary yeah. nowadays, he, I feel. They were revolutionary, air quotes, buddies. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. I, I, butt I, friends. He's that's, that's very... cigars. <laughs> He's fucking sucked down the cigars. That's very interesting. Just a couple cues. Yeah. Let me get a Cuban. Let me get the... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what Cuban thing are you sucking on? Cigars. <laughs> At the time, Cuba was run by the Batista regime. I don't know. I don't know if you guys know too much about that, because I certainly don't. No, um, it was pretty much USA-backed leadership was pulling some power moves on the general population of Cuba. So it was good. Well, yeah, yeah. this is this is. Where I do it gets actually dirty. know some fucking shit about this. This is where it gets gray area, Travis. You know, I do actually know some shit about this. This happened like at least twice in the the history of the U.S. Once was like. Post-World War II, 50s, maybe into the 30s, maybe a little bit pre-World War II. And then also in the 80s, where the U.S. went to Latin America and they were like, we don't really give a shit, like, what type of government you run, as long as you're like, suck our dicks, America. 
Yeah, we don't care what you was, are as long as you're us. You yeah, know what I mean? It was like, like it was it was if you're pro USA, we're cool with you. If you're not, we're gonna fucking come in and try to crush you, non warlike crush you, crush you internally, send spies in, try to fucking yeah. fuck your shit up. Subversive right. crushing. Subversive crushing. Implosion. Think about that. So Batista was basically a puppet of the US. Oh, excellent segue. When asked what Shea like thought of the Batista regime, he called Batista a U.S. puppet whose strings needed cutting. A U.S. puppet whose strings need cutting. There you go. Uh, very good. <laughs> Wrong accent. I don't no. even know if I'm doing the right accent. Best accent. You're going to have to excuse all of us. Not me. Senor. You know that yo means I in yeah. Spanish? That's pretty crazy. What band is uh, called after that? Soy Bomb? What? Soy Bomb. Yeah, Soy Bomb. Means I am bomb. I think that's why they chose it. Oh, I don't know who Soy Bomb is. Okay. Yo, yo. Che, seeing Batista as a phony who needs to get the fuck out of his, uh, you know, position of power, Che joined an assault on Cuba from Mexico via a shoddy cabin cruiser boat dubbed the Grandma. El Grandma. El Grandma. I don't know. If, I don't know if that was translated or anything. But it was called the Grandma in one language. It's a pretty fucking know. weak name for a boat. No D, just the Grandma. It's around. 82 fuckers shoved into this tiny plus-sized dinghy. I guess it would be the best way to describe this little vessel. Not huge, not huge. 82 in there. Only 22 survived the landing when they actually got to Cuba. Oh, shit. Uh, your boy Che was one of those 22. Wait, should, but if he had all the... dinghy. Yeah, I was gonna say if he had all the money in the world, being this aristocrat, aristocrat, couldn't he just? There was buy a little a bit boat? of disownment happening once he like started. Oh, they're like, hey, he didn't have an endless supply of money. He grew up; his parents were kind of struggling in right. a way, like they ran themselves into debt. Once yeah, he yeah. was on his own, he was really on his own, but he still had the advantages of of having any connects to begin with. Right. So he couldn't get the yacht; he just get the 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 souped up dinghy. He did a timeshare. On a yacht. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and it wasn't his turn that month. Yes. And also okay. keep in mind, he's like kind of high on Marxism. So like, you know, flashy, like flashing around money isn't kind of in the. So, but I mean, there's also like people like uh, Stalin, right? You know, Stalin. like I think pure Marxism in its, in its own. I'm going to take a little sidebar about Do fucking it. communism. Trav's getting fucking political. Getting fucking political. That's what the show's about. I'm, I'm not trying to get too political. We're talking about Go communism. Ahead, I'm going to talk about communism. I'm going to cut you off as soon as this gets hot. Hot and sticky. Hot and sticky. I'm going to cut you off as soon as we get stuck up. True communism seems all right. But people are fucking greedy. Yep. That's what that shit's all about. If you take communism in a fucking bubble, right? We're like Sterile communism. Right. Sterile communism where no one fucking has any type of identity, right? Mm. And no pull. And no pull. Then it's fine. But any type of communist leader, like Stalin or, you know, even Lenin kind of pulled into it a little bit. He was a little bit better than Stalin. Ho Chi Minh was aight. Ho Chi Minh was aight. They're all going to have, but they're all going to have some human nature where it's like, I want to have more than everyone else. But we're all equal. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's almost impossible in practice. Yeah. So we, that's why it's left at the door. Yeah. So fuck, yeah, socialism. Fuck communism. Woo! It didn't get that hot. I thought no. you were going to get hot, like a fucking red hot tamale. Like I mean, I, I, came, I came in my pants when I was saying that, so. 82 operatives. Yeah, this is a stain. 22 survive. Shay's one of them. He went on this expedition, on this foray, as the company medic. But when, what's the math here? 62 out of the 82 bodies you arrived with 
no longer would ever need medical assistance because they're dead. He just thought it would be better be he would be better off dropping his med kit and picking up a rifle at that point. Yeah, he kind of fucked up on the plane right over. Yeah. The boat right over. Yeah. So he pretty much did his like respecking from medic class to assault class right then and there. <laughs> and it was pretty much a life saving I see this as a life saving decision. To, yeah. To you someone I mean? that plays Battlefield, you spec'd out with a gr- as a medic class with a grenade launcher and Shut up. And fucking a this smoke sucks. grenade. Suck my dick, Tom. Some people might play video games. You, I, I have an idea. You guys own a video game company. We don't talk about video games here. This is a video game safe space. Suck my cock hole. Shut your trap, not Travis. No. Bring it at home. No. Bring it at home. No, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. But you're you're coming all over these battlefields, and we got yeah. young Che beaten off to Marxist books in his barracks. I mean, Che had a great mustache. So does Waluigi, and his, his cock is in my ass so- right now. <laughs> oh, God. It's a very, very symbolic moment for Shay as he hangs up his doctor robes and transforms pretty much into a death dealer that breaks all of the Hippocratic oath. He put down his bandage and picked up a rifle. Do harm. Yeah, do harm. And and yeah. do you guys know the method of which uh, Shay was famous for and taught his soldiers? Execution style? No, no, it was uh, warfare. It was a famous warfare that wasn't seen around. Slash and burn. We used it during the American Revolution. Oh, gorilla. Good old gorilla. Che oh, Guevara, Che Gorilla. Yeah, Che Gorilla. Which so. means you don't know what you're doing. You admit it. Yeah. And you and you take the the kick in the balls route. Yeah. Yeah. Guerrilla <laughs> warfare. For those of you who don't know, is pretty much ambush and retreat before counterattack and rinse and repeat until right. you win. That's basically growing up. If you ever knew someone that was a bully, but they were like a little weenie bully, like they didn't actually have any muscle or that bulky kid. They just run up to you and kick you in the balls and run away. Yeah. That's guerrilla warfare. Yep. Guerrilla warfare. Inherently, <laughs> guerrilla warfare had downtime. It's just how that warfare is set up. There's a lot of Heidi, put your head downtime, blend in with the locals. Just sitting there in the fucking forest, sucking that fucking cigar. <laughs> Yep, he was enjoying his cigars with the local subsistence farmers. And you boys know what a subsistence farmer is. Subsistence farmer. I don't. No, what is don't a subsistence farmer? A subsistence farmer? farmer is a farmer that does not sell his goods. What? Yes. So he just survives off of the he land. He feeds pretty much himself, his family, and maybe a neighbor that is a farmhand. So right, a, a glorified victory garden. Yes, but it's not something by choice. This is how you have to the do na- it. yeah there's no other way to like carve out a living unless you're like painstakingly clawing you know tubers and roots out of the earth if you're in like like a, a cubano farmer right now it's kind of like a barter system it's not sort great of thing. yeah it's not but it's, it's like not hey i'll great. give you some of my rutabagers if you give me some some cow yeah cow milk yeah so cow, yeah cow that's whites. The, old, the old milky cow white give me the give me the whites of your cow please and uh, it's pretty much barely surviving at that point in time. And I actually looked into the etymology of the word survive, mm-hmm. and it pretty much just means south of living, which I thought was pretty funny because sir is south and huh. revere is live. So you're not really living if you're surviving. It, you're a little south of surviving. It's pretty badass. I'm, I'm surviving right now because I just ate a sun chip. Jay had to chill with these subsistence farmers who pretty much were the definition of just scraping by. Jay was going around, he was noticing the people of Cuba had little electricity, no schools, and four out of the fucking ten of them couldn't even read. Shit, It was fucking rough, and I I guess that makes sense because there's no schools. 
Right, he was also in the boonies, right? Oh, yeah, he's he, he's in hiding from... It was in Mountain Dew country. Right. Yeah, he, yeah, he's pretty much hiding from, like, the, the uh, Cubano totalitarian Batista government that was in action. Yeah, when Tom says Mountain Dew country, there's places in America that are like that right now. They drink nothing but Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. So here's some of the... Here's some of the revisionist history through a mission, I think. Che Guevara, at that time, was noted to build up the infrastructure of Cuba. And some of the more benevolent reports state he built bakeries and schools. Like, oh, let's have the people fed and educated. And that's lovely. Okay. But the flip side of the coin stated he set up a chemical plant for explosives manufacturing. And those schools weren't for children they were for teaching guerrilla tactics oh all right so yeah so it's just like uh, let me guess the the bakery only did sourdough no <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I, I don't know what what, 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 would, a, what would a cuban they do cuban bread cuban, yeah I yeah guess. Bun, bun well the big thing about cuban bread is they bake their bread with lard in it Ooh, really yeah no shit when i did my episode on the cuban bread thing well cuban sandwich the clamor I, I couldn't i couldn't find legit cuban bread because oh. cuban bread's like Fucking embargoed lard, lard in the bread. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, didn't you do a nice like cook down with that? You like you cook butter into it instead. I just like, I found a baguette and fucking slide the fuck out of it with butter. Nice. Take that as you like. Did he build schools and bakeries, or did he build explosive plants and training grounds? Probably a little both. Probably actually a little bit of both. Yeah, not gonna judge him. Not gonna judge him at all. Cause like you know his whole eye was on revolution. Gotta do a little explosives, got a little, little bakery. Here's something interesting. Here happens the Battle of Santa Clara, where he gets his initial, like, oh my god, he's superhuman claim. This is a man that's beyond manhood. An ubermensch uh, human V20. You know what I mean? He's been elevated! <laughs> elevated. Vate him. He and his troops were surrounded, outgunned, overrun, 10 to 1, and through dogged guerrilla warfare, Shay's boys won. Outnumbered 10 to 1. Yeah, hiding in the bushes. Yeah, so if Shea has like nine of his guys, he won against a hundred of the, you know, oppositions. That's something else, man. That's something the fuck else. That's a very ridiculous figure that gets him a lot of clout. Are these numbers true, though? Do we do we it's have any other hard backup? to effing tell. I feel like with any revolution, there's always someone inflating the numbers. Like we have in America, we have fucking those stories, you know, fucking it could be Che himself. Battle, of, bunk- this, battle you know I mean? of fucking Bunker Hill and like all that. Don't fire. You see the whites of their eyes. I forgot the general who did that, but he's also a little bit of a dick bag. I feel like any of these guys that inflate the story, they've got some like fucking Dangus syndrome going on with yeah. a big Dangus syndrome. Yeah, yeah, like you you can see like the truth is being bent every which way and it's interesting to see where the truth breaks like these both of these things can't possibly both be possible. You know what I mean? I feel like, like a controversial figure like this paints a picture of of people in general like our yeah, societies yeah, yeah. and how right. polarized things are. Some people like hail him as like a Christ figure that has brought a culture out of a dark age mm-hmm. and the other half view him as an insurgent He's a terrorist. Yeah, an insurgent terrorist, like, pretty much on the level of, like, IRA. You know, everyone's human. Even If you paint them as the best, they've got fucking shit about them. You know? People are complex. You're not going to learn everything about Che in one listening to our podcast. I don't think you're ever going to learn everything about Che, just because it's twisted back and forth. But also, it's important that we take a nice, fat diarrhea on everybody who's on this. Yeah. Yeah. Right on their forehead. 
So let's uh, keep moving on. Castro's grip on Cuba eventually tightens, and Che Guevara eventually gets to leave his role as guerrilla fighter and becomes executioner. And that's kind of just what his detachment from violence allowed him to do. If we take a break in this episode right now, and we, we, we just flat out say Che Guevara has a very unhealthy detachment to violence. It explains so much about this character. It explains why he was able to become a doctor. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't care too much about body gore or just viscera. And it led him to be a soldier. Didn't care too much about ending another human's life. Led him to become an executioner. Same thing. Sociopathic tendency. It seemed yeah. he, no. like, he didn't cringe when, you know, someone's head got shot off. He, he Like, he was immune to that effect. He was like, guts, whatever. Yeah, yeah, guts. I've seen blood, it. Yeah, guts, bloodshed. He'd be like, it needed to happen. Don't you dare touch his chimichangas. No. Don't react to that one. Yo, sir, chimichanga de oi. <laughs> yeah, dog. Che Guevara actually has some disputed tactical prowess in the history books. Most people saying like, oh, he didn't know how to fight. Other people are claiming he was like a tacticianer's dream, like a combat genius. And it seems like Castro didn't feel like Che had like combat chops. So... When you have somebody that isn't doesn't have combat chops but isn't afraid to fucking murk a dude, what do you do to him? Executioner you boy. You promote him to executioner, not just any ex executioner, Travis. A summary executioner. Do you know what a summary execution is, Travis? Does it for funsies? <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like much. for the laws. Chop your head off. It's like YOLO, whatever. Yeah, so summary off. execution pretty much means no judge, no jury. No lawyers involved. Like Judge Dredd. I was, yeah! Yeah, Judge, Dredd. Judge that's, Boy. That's a great, that's a great through line. Good job. Good job, Tom. You're welcome. And we're going to talk about Che Guevara's first execution. And keep in mind, like, Che means boy or friend. And this man is about to execute somebody. Keep that friendly guy away from me. Yeah, my baby boy, help me. Get my head off. Yep, the first guy he killed was, God help me on this enunciation, Eutimio Guerrera. Eutimio Guerra. Yeah. Langosta del Madre del Oi de Oi la Biblioteca de Du. You heard it here first, folks. That's who it is. You know we can't put subtitles in on this, Travis. Yeah, well, you should know what that is. I'm <laughs> just saying. It's the most common phrase. Have you ever been to Cabo Wabo? No. I haven't. Where is it? Yeah, I've probably been to Tijuana two times. Didn't you get... Hold on. Can we do a story time real quick? Can you tell it's us... It's a different story? country. We gotta do... We're waiting for the Mexico episode. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Trav's got keep, a great keep, story. Keep you waiting. I'm going to keep you waiting yeah. on that one. Travis has a great uh, Mexico I know it's a different story. country, but it's south of the border here, so. Yeah, I really want to do Pancho Villa, and I'll tell you about it when I do Pancho Villa. Fuck yeah. Okay. The peasant Eutimio Guerra. Just call him Instagram. <laughs> Instagram? <laughs> what are you talking about, Instagram? <laughs> it's his initials, and then you have to make it relevant. Instagram. E-G? Oh, it's an E. Mm -hmm. I can't uh, read it from here. All right, sorry. <coughs> oh, I farted on that. <laughs> like that. The peasant Eutimio Guerra gave away Chase's position in exchange for a promise of 10,000 pesos from the government. Batista. Yeah. From Batista. The, ba the Batista government. Okay. So someone approached him. He says, give away their position. We'll give you this when everything's said and over with. And with this information, the Cuban government and the CIA were blowing up Che Guevara's position figuratively and literally with ordinance. Right. So this guy righted up the position and like, I think it was an airstrike or maybe artillery just fell there later on. So Shea had words with this Geta boy. 
Let me get let me get at you. Let me get at you. Yeah, yeah. let me get at you. Get at you. Yeah. Get at you. Uh, when you yeah. say words, you mean bullets. Are you ready for this? Big old lead boy. Get at like asked for his life to end quickly, and Shay went up and shot him. <laughs> like <laughs> like there wasn't any poetry in this or romanticism for Shay. Like the guy asked to die, Shay ran up and shot him in the face. Oh, he's a man of his word. He's a man of his word, and he's very <laughs> detached from violence, and there was no hesitation. And afterwards, Shay recalled, The situation was uncomfortable for the people and Ithumil, so I ended the problem, giving him a shot with a thirty-two pistol in the right side of the brain, with an exit orifice on the right side of his temporal. Yeah, and, he blasted the fuck out of dude's yeah. brain and was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I was, Shay was very, much like, very medical about it. Yeah, Shay was like, well, this is awkward, so I'm just going to execute you now. And just boom. Blew the guy's brains out. Just blew the guy. Yeah. Came right through just, his head. Uh, <laughs> yep. How many times you've been in a bar and there's someone who's just getting on your nerves just because of the way they look? And you yeah. just blow them. You want, you, and you just blow them. <laughs> you just right you up. Get blow it him. over with. Get on your knees, blow them. Yeah. They won't see it coming. Yeah. So Che's journal, captured after his death, frequently depicts all of these gruesome things with very detailed, nearly scientific facts. Exit orifice in the right temporal. He's not caring that he just snuffed out human life. It's very much cattle. Yeah. Like, you know. He's being meticulous in a bovine experiment, pretty much. Right. Like, these are... Pretty Nazi sounding. Yeah, I was going to say, like, these are just caged specimens for him to, like, do what the powers that be ask him to do to him. Mm -hmm. And this, like, reinforces, like, this guy had a severe detachment from violence. And he's even quoted saying, like, I'd like to confess, Papa. At the moment, I discovered I really liked to kill him. Ooh. Fucked in the yeah. head. A little dark. A little dark. This probably traces back to, like, childhood and all You know, that. Dad, whoa, I got, whoa, whoa, I got whoa, whoa. diarrhea the other day, and I gotta say, I really liked it. Something, That's pretty dark. <laughs> something to <laughs> write home dark. about. Yeah, but how does this trace back to his childhood? He grew up a little, little fancy pants. A little fancy boy. Yeah. He had nothing wrong going on, going on. Oh, oh with the rape and all that, he had a little bit of wrong. Yeah, like. no, but that was him doing the rape. That wasn't him getting raped. You know what I mean? Like... He had nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with his childhood. Oh, that's how you, I, the way I look at it is that, like, he was a brat and he, he, was have, he didn't have anyone to correct his shite behavior is right. the way I'm looking at it. He was predisposed, not like it was, okay, I see where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, like, I'm looking at it like his parents were bourgeois enablers. Oh, okay. he's just being him, let let that go. So he was a hipster. Sure. Yeah. An Argentinian hipster in 19, 1930. Yeah. Should have got him an art degree. Yeah. Liberal arts degree. He'd be a modern day feminist. Hmm. Male feminist. <laughs> and I have here in uh, 1959, he orchestrated a book burning, which is just never a good idea for any political figure to get caught doing, I feel. No, you don't want to just throw a book burning down and say, listen to me now. It was it was anti-commie literature, so it did have a means to the ends. Oh, yeah. right, because when they were initially taking over, they convinced everyone they weren't communists. Yeah, this is the tricky thing. The Batista regime was communist, but U.S.-backed, like Travis said earlier. Right. So it's commies that don't like the U.S. fighting commies that do like the U.S. Yeah. And the commies that don't like the U.S. kind of edged out. Two girlfriends fighting over a sexy sure, U.S. Sure, you can look at it like that, <laughs> if you really, really want to. Yeah, so, I mean, but this is post-World War II. He knows book burdens are bad. That's not good PR. 
Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come so on. it's just like, I don't know if he got caught with it or like it was public, but at the same time, just don't get caught burning books bad. 1959 converted La Cabana Fortress into a prison camp, and this was pretty much on the same level as the Soviet gulags. Bad, not good, fun times. I was just gonna say, I feel like he probably took a book out of the Soviets. Oh, he did. A whole damn book. That's yeah, right. a whole damn book a called whole... uh, Karl Marx, Communism. Yeah. yeah, the Communist Manifesto yeah. verbatim. He read a lot of shit. I mean, he read a lot of Mussolini's writings, too. Ah. And this he is when he was in bed. Like... Fascismo? This is when he was in bed suffering from asthma. So he had a lot of time to, like, at least get ideologies or proto-ideologies of, like, Marxist out. Right. Just and all the philosophies that you can justify any type of behavior with. So right, like the Nietzsche shit, uh, the Kafka stuff, where you could just take that and paint any kind of picture you want with it. Yeah, I mean Nietzsche and Kafka on its own. Okay, premium. You know, all the Nietzsche literature we have now isn't even Nietzsche's work. His sister heavily edited it. Yeah, they edited. Yeah, huh. I know. I knew wow. that. So I know. we don't. We don't actually know what the hell he's talking about. To talking send men. To send men to the firing squad. Judicial proof is unnecessary. These procedures are just archaic bourgeois detail. That's what Shay thought with due process. Unnecessary. If you were in his fucking prison, you deserve death, and he would make that happen. Contrary facts say, like, he tried to pardon as many people as possible. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that's what he did. Yeah. I think that if you were a cunt to him, personally, not like a, you know, not like a general cunt, just cunt to him personally, From one cunt you. to another. From one cunt to another, yeah. He was a cunt, he was like, you're a cunt. Here's, here's how iffy the figures are. Che Guevara killed around anywhere between 55 people to 1,400. That's a huge disparity. What the fuck? It depends on where your source is coming and from. And if they like Che. Mm -hmm. Right. 55 seems like an honest number, though. You know what I mean? Because if you glorified Che, you'd just be like, oh, he didn't kill anyone. Yeah, you know true. I mean? like, All right, yeah, like, he killed so, he killed 55 people who were really supposed yeah, to be dead the whole yeah, time. He only killed 55. Only. Just, only 55. Just, that's, what was the high number again? 14,000? Yeah, like 14,000 was the I maximum. feel like that, that number might be a case of like, well, he kind of killed some of these people indirectly and through his yeah, communist and, and reign. And disrupted the local You know what I mean? Because 1,400 people that he personally executed. Takes that's, a long time. That's a long time. Well, maybe not personally, but just given orders. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. But I still think that the 1,400 might be a little exaggerated, well, th too. Think about 14,000 over the course of your career. He was actively killing people for, what, 12 years? So what's that, four people a day? Five people a day? Four people a day. Math, uh, baby. Somewhere around there. It's a lot of killing. It's true. When are you gonna go get the Christmas tree? Yeah, you gotta take a little break. Yeah, you gotta take care of the kids. Gotta light the menorah, you gotta do the advent candle, whatever you celebrate. Speaking yeah. of doing it for the kids, Shay is recorded to execute a prisoner as young as 12. But the barrel of his handgun behind the boy's neck pulled the trigger. Boy's neck was small enough and the blast was big enough where a near decapitation almost happened. Jesus Christ, uh. what a shitbag. Shay also had his... Firing squads begin to use all live rounds, and I don't know if you know, but... What was he using beforehand? Uh, usually... Bullet? Rubber? Uh, uh, usually for execution squads, aka firing squads, a number of the uh, firers are given blanks. It's so oh, yeah, strict, right, and then, yeah. like, one is given a live round. One or two would one be given two. a live right. round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you had five guys lined up, you wouldn't tell them. You'd give two of them live rounds, live cartridges, and you'd give the other three guys 
blanks, which are pretty much regular bullets, just minus the projectile part. So you can go yeah. home that night, sleep well, knowing that you may have not killed that yes. person. Right. The idea behind this is... Who this, knows who killed yes, the guy? The, you can say the state killed a man before you can say another man killed a man with executions. Gotch. But Shay was just like, no, we're not pussies. Everyone killed that man. Everyone had a live cartridge in their chamber, pointed it at that man's heart, and fired. So we're all brothers in this guilt-ridden trip of ours. Mm. That's his modus operandi of running his La Cabana. I can prison. respect that. Yeah. It's, uh, you don't, you're not whitewashing it. He, he's working with absolutes. Mm-hmm. That was his mentality. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we'll never re- reach the apex of killing as much as the guillotine. That's that a machine. Guillotine was an excellent machine. No one had to take blame. It was the machine's fault. Lethal injection's been fucked up so many times. I'm yeah, still a fan I don't of like guillotine. That. Guillotine's where it's at, dog. What was the Spanish one called again? I think it was called a garret. La garata. Yeah, la garata. Right. And it was basically like a guillotine, but instead of a a, a knife going down, chopping your head off, there was like a uh, a twist, and it would just like slowly choke you out, which is way more slow and painful than the guillotine. Yeah, no, guillotine's fine. Yeah, guillotine's where it's at. You're gonna kill me. Throw me. Throw me in a guillotine. There was also a lot of um, you know um, lined bullet executions that went wrong too. Okay. Because, like, I mean, well, if, if two people had live rounds and they didn't have a lethal shot, you can get two rounds in the chest and still live for a while. Yeah. yeah. It, you know what it, I mean? It was like, customary to shoot people in the head or chest. But if, yeah. you, if you requested the chest, you might get unlucky is all. Right. Yeah. Anyway, this is very morbid. Jay earns the hey, lovely. that's what we do. We talk about. Yeah. Hello. Mo- roast morbid. Roast morbid podcast. Hello. All this dirtbaggery earns Jay the name. The butcher of La Cabana. Sexual. What is pig in Spanish? Caballo? Uh, pig. What's caballo? I think caballo's horse. Yeah, he's the butcher of the horse. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's his new name. La Cabana means the, the butcher of the caballo. Yo soy caballo, no soy. No soy, no bueno, for los niños, casa bonita. Casa blanca. Humphrey Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Otra vez, Sam. Play it otra vez. <laughs> Cuba gets a little hot for Shay. He's like, oh, this is, this, is, this is getting a little spicy for me. I need to duck out. He thinks he can make a living on doing what he usually does, playing this game of changing some place that has its imperialistic grip loosened. He wants to go in and make it Soviet or communist so he was the chris angel of the political world i don't know if that's <laughs> correct i don't know about that metaphor they don't know that. my trick yet i'm gonna yeah. go over here and show my trick oh god your country was one way look again yeah whoa different way now so he's like let me try and beat che Guevara in the congo he's off of the congo yeah this is the congo they're wait, doing great now wait when he was in fucking cuba though y'all was he around for the Cuban Missile Crisis? Yep. I feel like that's a fucking big point. Yeah, the, the Cuban pegs. Missile Crisis where the yeah. world you, almost blew each other up. You want to run this down real quick? Like, yes, he was part. He, he, he was he, part of that shit. He right? was indirectly part of Bay of Pigs. He wasn't actually boots on the ground there. But Travis, if you want to run down that whole yeah, fucking I kinda, shit show, I heard about that. And fucking basically, Che was the guy behind. You know, that was put. That's basically called the the USSR pussies for backing down from the fucking. Cuban Missile Crisis. And the USSR supported them at this time. Yeah. Right, yeah. It was, I mean, they were, they, it was a communist, but anyone that was communist, the USSR was like, 
Yeah, we'll back hello. Yeah, hello, buddy. Hello, friends. Hello. So when the USSR backed down from the Cuban Missile Crisis, Che was like, you guys are a bunch of dicks. I don't know if I believe in that shit anymore. And I, th- I feel like that's the reason why you left Cuba. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why he was like, fuck this, I'm out, I'm drawn, I'm gonna do this again. Because communist Russia decided not to blow everything up. Yeah, because the second the fucking Soviets launch nukes, America's gonna launch nukes, that's how the world ends. Yeah, mutually assured destruction. Yeah. It is horrifying to be alive now. It's still the case. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, there's a designated, like, Air Force plane that all its job is to do after we get hit by, like, a nuclear bomb is just to, like, keep its inhabitants alive and just set everything off, like. Yeah, well, that I mean, we basically have the same situation as the Cold War, except we don't teach duck and cover, because that shit is fucking stupid. It's basically just get out of their desks and kiss your ass goodbye. Yeah, this plywood will save you. Nah, not happening. That's I mean, a nuke fucking blows shadows into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, you getting under your desk? Not gonna do a thing. It'll just, it'll just change the, the shadow. Off. No shadows. No shadows, dark. bro, you're good. So, Che Boy tries to bring communism to the Congo doesn't work. Yeah, because they got it figured out already. <laughs> because there's mercenary troops in the Congo, and the American CIA kept fucking with Che the entire time. American CIA does not like Che, by the way. Yeah, they keep stealing his lunch. His lunch money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you trying to get a uh, pupusa? You trying to get a pupusa? Che. We hey, Henry, pupusa. I'm gonna go steal his lunch again. <laughs> so It's what, a cigar! So, Che lands his, like, communist revolution, more or less, in Cuba. Like, he beca- to the point where, like, he gets a foothold to be even become an executioner. When it doesn't work in the Congo, when it fails, what do you think he blames? Capitalist um, pigs. The Congonese. He just he just dropped all of the blame on the Congonese, saying, the human element has failed. Sounds like a bad boyfriend. Mm. There is no will to fight. The leaders are corrupt. In a word, there's nothing to do. He pretty much felt the population of the Congo was just, oh, I can't save you. You guys don't care about your political atmosphere. Wasn't Che reported to be pretty racist, too? Oh, yeah, very yeah. racist. And I think this is where it starts poking through, because I, I, I assume he tried to, like, walk into the Congo mm. and just do the same programming. Holy shit, you protocol. guys are black! Yeah, like, he just tries to <laughs> Whoa! run... Whoa! He tries to run the same protocol, protocol and programming he ran in Cuba, like, okay, I'm just gonna do that again over here. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, the Congo is different. For, for some reason or other, other, he blames the people. I'm currently uh, thinking it was just, like, a slight economic difference. Like, we know Cuba had subsistence farmers that could barely scrape by, but in the Congo, just with the Congo conflict going on, no one was really scraping by. No scraping. Yeah. So it was like, pre-aid shut though, up, so. Che, I need to not die tonight. You know what I mean? It wasn't like... Oh, Che bitched and moaned about imperialism. Yeah. He's like, imperialism, ah, dog. Cuba's been facing imperialism. Why do not have jobs? Yeah, but, like, in Africa, they legitimately had imperialism. Yeah. In Cuba, it was like, this is kind of a shithole now, and everyone just abandoned Cuba. Yeah. You know, and that, and that's the reason why there's, like, this subsistent farming going on. In the Congo, there was, like, legitimate uh, imperialism going on. So, like, this whole system of, like, can I reach off of these people that are just trying to survive didn't really fucking connect with the Congonese. Jay went on to say, we can't liberate by ourselves a country that does not want to fight. So he's pretty much calling, like, the Congonese like, pusses. Yeah, he backed out. Yeah. This is a history of failure. So I like that about Shay. When somebody can admit, like, this is a failure and I did it, I feel it makes you heads and shoulders above your peers. In honesty and 
Right, it's like, I fucked ethic. up, dog. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, when, admitting you fucked up is a very strong phrase. We're really missing out on that right now. Mm. As, Especially uh, yeah. as a country, yeah. Doesn't know what it's like. Fuck up. Yeah. He's just so in his own head. Anyway, move on. Again, he thinks third time's a charm. Tries to incite revolution in Bolivia. Mm. Maybe tried, you know, like, oh, let's go back over here, South America. Well, at least he speaks the language there. Yeah, yeah, he's on the right continent. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, che Guevara, a little bit of a master of disguise, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. Mm. So, Under, like Chris Angel. Yeah. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Under the false... He's a very sexy man. Oh. He's a very nice-looking boy. Oh, yeah. I to was going to say. To the point where he, like, I didn't say this earlier, but he may have quote-unquote enamored his mother and or cousin Ooh, yeah well he's a he's, i mean as a heterosexual male he's a sexy boy that says a lot oh yeah yeah, yeah. It, I want, I want but again it depends on how the light catches his goddamn five head right five head the crow more man. than forehead yeah if you don't know that shut up che Guevara, master of disguise uses the name aldolfo mena gonzalez i believe it an uruguayan businessman uses that ruse to gain entry into Bolivia. And I know this isn't a visual show, but, hey, look at that. That's what he did to get into Bolivia. So, this guy... <laughs> Dude, he's uh -oh. got a fucking ass yeah. on his forehead. He dyed all of his hair gray, shaved a male balding pattern into his head, <laughs> broke out some nerdy specks, and, like, got rid of all of his facial hair, like, beard and all. Dude, in the, in the pictures of him nerdy, like, disguised yeah. town... It literally looks like he has two nippleless tits on his head. Yeah, yeah, that's that's his prominent <laughs> Cro-Magnon brow, which you can see got him in trouble after his entry photo was taken. They were able to use, like, his huge protruding five head to surmise, like, oh, this man is Che Guevara in disguise. Just imagine putting a sabrat injected into your eyes, um, your eyebrow. <laughs> a sabrat? Yeah, a hot dog. Oh, a yeah. Oh, a sabret. Sabret, excuse me. Uh, just a hot dog that runs from one eyebrow yeah, to the it's, other Yeah, it's one. like a Klingon thing, man. It's like... He does have a very Klingon forehead. And it only comes out when he's, like, underlit or profile. Did he have a key grip that followed him around? Probably not. I hope he did. I want that. Too chiseled of, in his facial features. <laughs> in, including his boob brows. I feel like the only chiseled part of your face should be your chin, not your forehead. Chin and uh, nose. Yeah, you have a chiseled nose. Yeah. Not forehead. It's my boy. Business nose. Guevara, <laughs> he's got that chiseled forehead. All the ladies love him. And again, in Bolivia, Che's revolution ideas fail. Mm. For so a few he, reasons. It's a much uh, bigger country than Cuba. Yes. Uh, the Bolivian communists did not support him. The Bolivian communists were believers of Moscow more than they were Havana. Uh, They're mm. like, oh, Moscow's doing the communist thing right. Who are you? I Castro. We want yeah, Vladimir. Yeah. We want Vladimir. I don't know if that's what's in power. Be a little Stalin boy. <laughs> I don't know who wants Stalin, but... If you don't know what it is, and you have the romanticized version... Stalin uh, chopped someone's dick off and put it in their mouth. Really? Yeah. Hey, that's a future episode, maybe, Haps. Mm-hmm. That might be a two-parter. Yeah. Well, he's... he's Stalin, When you enter Stalin land, right? We talked about Hitler... We don't want to do Hitler. We might not want to do Hitler. Stalin is Stalin is possibly worse than Hitler. He yeah. is way worse than Hitler. Yeah. Like, you think about all those people he sent to the gulag, think about all these fucking... Like, Hitler was only around for X amount of years. Stalin was around for fucking, like, decades. In addition to not having Bolivian communist support, 
the CIA threw a monkey wrench into Che Guevara's plan by injecting CIA Special Activities Division commandos into the area. Now, these guys knew what they were doing, you know, more than the Bolivian militia. Mm-hmm. And they were also well-stocked and willing to supply the Bolivian militia. And they were American, so they, they were stronger. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were stronger with the spinach regiments. Oh, kiss this bicep before I punch you through the asshole. <laughs> and the third thing that doomed Che Guevara in Bolivia is his mother-based communications fell out. He had a shitty shortwave radio and couldn't talk to Havana or Moscow. <laughs> so he's pretty much in Bolivia, you know, right shit letter, country. You dope. He's in shit country without backup, resupply, you know, cavalry, yeah, dog. all of that. What happened to his iPhone? He forgot his iTunes password. Yeah, or that's his what mo- happened. His mobile me password? I don't know anymore. It's fucked. Uh, what was it? Bueno uh, one. No, 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 no. He was a uh, Che sixty nine fat dick. Che sixty nine fat dick three. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's, that's the one. it. That's it. That's the one. The peasants do not give us any help, and they are turning into informers and discussing dick pics for some reason. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. So the people Che was actively trying to recruit straight up tattletailed on him. Oops. Oh, yo, oops. this is a guy out front who's trying to get us to hang out with him. He's talking about revolution. It's I don't weird. Like that. Yeah, I don't like this boy. He's I got... told him to wait, but uh, I'm gonna go eat this hot pocket. I <laughs> <laughs> I tried to walk into my house, and his forehead kept me from my house. It was like a door jam. It's like a door jam. He's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right. So anyway, it seems like Che isn't great at revolution. It just seems he got lucky in his like first forays and like uh, you know quasi lucky in Cuba. Yeah. You know, it just seems like Kubo was ripe for revolution, and Mm -hmm. he was not an important figure, you know, because, like, he went to Congo, tried the exact same thing, got shot out, and he tried the exact same thing in Bolivia, and it didn't work. Yeah, Fidel was a real star. Yeah, there you go. He was, like, hanging out with fucking... He was was the the Sid Vicious of the communist scene. He was the real... Yeah! He was the real star, Travis, with the T-S-A-R? Yeah, exactly. So basically, Fidel's Johnny Rotten, then, right? No, F- uh, Fidel's Johnny Rotten. Yeah, Johnny Rotten. Boy. Sure. <laughs> Communist punk. Yeah. Interesting thing about cigars, Che did study Sigmund uh, when he was like laid up with asthma in his youth. So he knew all about the sucking dicks. Uh, I did it. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar? No. Never always is. a penis. Mm-hmm. It's always... Always a penis. You see Arnold Schwarzenegger? Fucking... So, like, he's got the low suck... Dude, sometimes when I saw, like, when people suck cigars, you see the veins pop out of the cigar? <laughs> like, the cigar grows veins? Yeah, man. You, you, you have know. you seen those really expensive ones with the two extra flavor pouches? Would you like? <laughs> no, I've never seen those. Oh, shit. Uh, it's like it's like cream flavor? It's like two tea bags. One hangs a little lower than the other. Suck it up with a dry leaf. Yeah, mm-hmm. one's me- one the menthol tea bags. Yeah. <laughs> Something real good. Gives yeah, a nice rounded off flavor. Yeah, to pop the menthol sack if you uh yeah. you squeeze them. Get those veins pumping. Mm-hmm. Right here. The Bolivians kept tattletailing on Che Guevara's position. So Bolivian Rangers came down on Che in the ravine he was like camped out in with his gorillas. Now, this is where Che dies. Is captured and summarily executed. So the hunted becomes the hunter. But who, no, no, ca- the hunter who captured the hunted. him? The Bolivian Rangers. 
Okay. After the Bolivian populace, the Bolivian Rangers with CIA support. Right. After so, the Bolivian populace ratted them out. So a lot yeah. like fucking like the Pablo Escobar shit. You can like, imagine it's kind of like it's that. like it's like the it's it's the U.S. funding these boys mm-hmm. to fucking find this son. Now the gl- in the boy son <laughs> reference. Yeah, well, boy Sphere. to son ratios. Yeah. Chase glorified capture entails him being taken with two gunshot wounds into his lower extremities and a non-functioning rifle. The dirtbag version of his capture entails him having a fully functional loaded rifle and still surrendering unharmed. Okay. There's two ways he went down. We're going to talk about the shitty way he went down, because that's the show. Bolivian Rangers approached the twice-wounded Guevara. Che threw up his arms in surrender and shouted to the soldiers, Do not shoot! I am Che Guevara. I am worth more to you alive than dead. They looked at each other and winked. And they brought out the old sawzall with the dildo attachment on the end of it. Gonna get right, boy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Yo, so, Sabinya! No, so stop doing that! Politically correct. Montakia. In the circle of the Langosta lives a boy, Hermanos de Oy. So that's kind of a, this is the most wimpiest surrender I can ever imagine. Like he's using his rock star power to not die. Going oh, back yeah. to his aristocrat status. Oh, there you go. His captors held him weirdly, not literally. They held him in a cell. They, they cuddled no, him? No, no, no. <laughs> they, they perceived him kind of as a myth. Like, holy shit, we just caught a unicorn in the combat field. Right. We have the Che Guevara. You know what I mean? They're like, they're little starstruck that they just captured, you know. So... So he was Little Spoon. Like they were, <laughs> they made sure that they were, they, their arms were around him. He was a little spoon boy. Uh, but no, no, no. Like his captors were a little bit starstruck with him. Like yeah. his captors didn't release him or anything, but did end up bringing him like small gifts when no one was looking. He somehow got a tobacco pouch in there, and it was oh, so he could do the cigar. Ah, uh, he was chomping on his pipe. Here's a Rubik's cube. I he had, can't he had figure a pipe out. In his prison, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He was making small talk with not the officers, but the soldiers. So like, not Bolivian authority, but the grunts. He was kind of getting chummy with, and they were making. They're, a, they're bringing him small gifts. It's like the smokables. flip procedure. He's he's getting friendly with the low man, so he can get the mass. Right. And before his execution, he's caught smoking on his pipe because, not a cigar, his pipe, Mm. because uh, someone snuck in a small tobacco pouch for him. Um, When he was found smoking the pipe, instead of just taking the pipe away, like, you're not allowed the contraband, his captors were trying to, like, grab it for a souvenir. Oh. (laughs) Like, Che's pipe, dog. Like, let me get the pipe. This will give me the strength of Che himself. But I just find it very strange that your captors and the people about to execute you are your fans, too. Of course. Well, they're just the, they're grunt boys. Yeah, yeah. That's like, that's like saying, um, wow, uh, the guys in Goldeneye, the AI in Goldeneye, they're not fans of the player. I don't mm, know where no. I was going with that. What the that. fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I'm drunk. <laughs> All right. Junk mm. boy. Some say the user lives outside the net. One thing's for sure. Reboot. A Bolivian B Company, persisting of soldiers <laughs> only named Mario. You <laughs> what? heard that? <laughs> yeah. What? What? Uh, yeah, yeah. what? There was, See, I was up right was, with the video games only named Mario. There was a reserve unit. It's a me. Of the Bolivian Army. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but they're all... I think all four of them were... All 64 of them? All four of oh. them. The <laughs> Mario 64 unit. Yeah, you didn't want to fuck with the Luigi unit. All yeah, four of them were called Mario, at least mm. first name. And Che Guevara was responsible for three of those Mario's deaths. What? 
Yeah. So you can imagine <laughs> the fourth Mario volunteered for the firing squad. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you the yeah. fourth one was Metal Cap Mario. Invincible. Yeah. Or he had yeah. the star power. He had the star power. Che told Mario, I know you are here to kill me. Shoot coward, you're only going to kill a me. A me. Yes. So this man Che or this man Mario, Che's executioner, was given the despicable orders. To not aim for Che's vital parts. Oh. They wanted to make it look like Che died in a clash in the field rather than a controlled execution. Right. Yeah. So Mario ended up hitting him nine times before he died. Shit. He put five into his lower extremities just Mm. to get that out of the way. Put one in his arm, one in his shoulder, one in his chest, and the fatal one through the throat. And this all Oof. came from an M2 autoloading carbine. That's a World War II weaponry that got into their hands. All of this happened on October 9th, 1967. Che at the ripe old age of 39. Ripe old age? Yeah. For a revolutionary, very ripe old age of 39. Well, he got a lot of bullshit done, that's for sure. He didn't do as well as uh, Fidel. Well, Fidel's like fucking 90. Oh, yeah. He's decrepit <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, he also wasn't on the ground as much. Yeah. Well, yeah. Basically, uh, uh, fucking uh, Che was just around to light his cigars. Fidel's cigars. (laughs) Cigar boy! Cigar boy. I like this pretty badass. Che took the time to write his own epitaph. Wherever death may surprise us, let it be welcome. Provided that this, our battle cry, may have reached some receptive ear, and another hand may be extended to wield our weapons. That was pretty badass. That's pretty badass. Yeah. So that's the life of Che. We have a little bit of legacy to go through. Seems Hollywood sprouted boners for this guy everywhere afterwards. Yeah, well, they never did any research. (laughs) That's what Hollywood does. We're better than Hollywood. Nelson Mandel referred to him as an inspiration for every human being who loves freedom. Okay. Well, Nelson Mandela is in Hollywood. He's a fucking dude that yeah, yeah. hung out in jail. Sorry, I just meant like Nelson clout. Mandela was. Uh, he played God in that movie. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember dude, that. yeah. Uh, what is it? He was Nelson in Mandela. That's his AKA Morgan Freeman. He was, uh, yeah, he was in. Uh, the, he was Alias. in Robin Hood. Robin he was in that fantastic John Depp movie where John Depp turns into the internet. Oh, John Depp internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean. Fucking Hollywood. Yeah, Nelson Mandela. Not exactly Hollywood, but we have Tom Morello gushing. Uh, We've considered Che a fifth band member for a long time now. (laughs) For the simple reason that he exemplifies integrity and revolutionary ideals to which we aspire. Ugh, fifth Tom band, stupid. Fifth band member. Tom um, Morello, you're an idiot. Yeah. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Let That's me free it. money. And <laughs> by the way, Che Guevara hated pop music as much, like, as much as like a totalitarian agent could. Yeah, like, you don't want anyone right. having fun. Yeah. This is communism. It what's, was, a, what's that, Kiss? I, I want to rock and roll all night? Yeah, no, That's it's I want to rock and roll all <laughs> night and subject myself to the masses. I want to chill with the masses and do nothing fun. Because that's what I do. It's communism. Cody. His oh, little baby communism. His mausoleum is fucking insane. He's got a mausoleum? Yeah, dude. Like, he's remembered so profoundly by some demographics of people. And his mausoleum is pretty much like a source of indoctrination. Like, it's very shrine cultish when you show up there. According to these reports, these reports here. So do Where kids is... play dodgeball in it? No, no, no. 
Where is his mausoleum? Because, I mean, he was born in Argentina. Cuba was like his fucking I zone. Think, I think he was. his remains were in Bolivia for some time. So he stayed his, in Bolivia. Yeah, but I think his remains were eventually removed back to Mar- or Argentina. Oh, well, so he went back to Argentina. I think so. Don't quote me on that. I mean, do. And five-star us and leave us a subscription. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that. Correct us and give us a billion stars. Yeah. Uh, a muse- Like... One reporter said, uh, the museum guide quoted, saying, He invented a new kind of holiday, she said. He sacrificed everything for Cuba, so to honor him, once a week, we do a little work at our jobs for no extra pay. So, does that seem like like authentic, genuine love for another person? I mean, if I love someone, I'm not going to work for free. It, I'll it do something sounds else. like the state is enforcing some kind of love. That's v- that that struck me very bad. Like, oh, we love him. That seems very Kim Jong Un or ill. Yeah, we, we, which we makes sense though. I mean, Ka- you know, him and Castro really fucked that country up. Right yeah, before yeah. they got in, uh, there there was worth. You know, they had buying power. They yeah. were a real country before then, and now they just turn into you know the people just got the shit into the stick. Yeah. So, I mean, as much as I'm a socialist cocksucker, um. Like, Cuba was way better off under Batista. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking, you know, yeah, we mentioned the literacy thing. Yeah, there were fucking poor people. But, like... There's upsides to everything, in right, a way. Right, there's upsides to everything. But, like, before Fidel and fucking Kat and, and Che moved into Cuba, like, there was progress. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, there was elitism. But, like... The fact that you look at Cuba now, we're just we just opened it up, and they're still using cars from the fifties. Because basically, time fucking stopped there. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like <laughs> they cut off trade to everything. They cut off everything, and then the Soviet Union crashed, and it was like, well, you know, we're still going to stay communist for a long time. Yeah, bullshit. Stupid, stupid idiots. And another freaky thing about Chase Mausoleum is uh, no photography is allowed. Also, you're not allowed to talk in Chase Mausoleum. How dare you be a person? It's very strange. They Don't. see, like, talking in front of his remains is very disrespectful. And there's actually, like, armed guards that enforce this. Oh. Mm. I feel like if you talk in unison as a mass, it'd be all right. Maybe. Like, you all walked into Che Guevara's and be like, what's up? Yo, Sabenya! And all said at the same Stop. time. <laughs> Might be all right. Yeah, if they catch you talking, they put you in a headlock and throw a moon pie in that mouth. Yeah. <laughs> moon pie. America. American moon pie. So, this is... This is crazy because, like, it seems Che became everything he strived to fight against in some parts. He you know was what born I mean? that way. Che's quoted as saying, cruel leaders are replaced only to have new leaders turn cruel. And that's pretty much exactly what happened with Batista and Castro. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like, Che fought so hard to get a corrupt man, Batista, out of Cuba. But when you create a vacuum like that, the another. only thing that fills it back up is another Batista and then... In this, in this instance, it was Fidel Castro. Right. So Fidel Castro. And Fidel Castro <laughs> had this tagline where Castro. he consistently and regularly told his I don't know, constituency, in air bunny quotes, he wanted them to be like Che. Every time someone asked, like, what should I do? You would often say, be like Che. What would Che do? Get a bumper sticker. Che would yeah, kick w- ass and take names. Mm. Chew bubblegum until he's out. Yeah, Cuba kind of turned into a shithole after that. Yeah, so I mean, I I think the U.S. kind of bullied them a little bit. Oh yeah. Well, we we did. I mean, we're not perfect, but at least we have some choices over here. Yeah, I mean, I feel like 
fucking Videl kept the little little iron ball sack, you know, grabbing that iron. Yeah, like the little, oh, at the end of a cigar, like I was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> on that country, and there's no things to Che. Love sucking them Cubanos. Yeah, that's well, it for Che. But well, what do you guys think as you know for closing thoughts here? I think he's a butthole. He he is potentially a butthole. The you know what I mean? Like, well, the idea of revolution is really easily romanticized. Like I said yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way he's marketed, and people wear the shirts with him on it, and he's yeah. definitely killed people. Like he's not, you know, it's it's very uh, it's very shallow. Yeah. And it's uh, like this if guy you is... own one of these shirts, return it. Yeah. Don't be an idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like he's not Hitler bad. He's not Pol Pot bad. But he's bad. Yeah. 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 Bad. He's on shirts, and also, by the way, he would he would he would be turning over in his grave. Mm-hmm. To see how often his fourteen ninety five likeness at Kmart gets sold. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> that's the that's the capitalist pig using his image. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, I feel like I went into this episode thinking a lot higher of of Che. You know, I mean, because as someone that is definitely a socialist, right? Like I, I went into a little bit higher than hearing all what you said about like kind of hypocritical, aristocratic fucking bullshit. Just kind of like buying into this ideology, you know, ideology, yeah, right? That he just kind of, like, sold to the people. Yeah. Kind of... Bullshit. Made me think, a, made me think a little bit more, like, he's a, he's a, he's a hypocrite, you know? Hypocrites yeah, are yeah, yeah, very yeah. hypocritical. It's rough, man. He's a little monkey, man. Look at this fucking eyebrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got boobies on his head. I don't like it. If you don't know what we're talking about... You can't about, trust anyone that has boobies on their head. Google... Boobiesontheirhead.com. Che Guevara disguise Bolivia, and you'll see, like, his getup. And the, the the forehead tits that like spoiled it. Yeah, this podcast is brought to you by boobiesontheyhead.com. Dude, that's a hot website. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go there later. Suck a cigar. Use promo code Russ Mortem. And then build the website. Yeah, th- then build the website, then invite all of us here. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a little bit of a, a little bit of a blast from the past right now. What do you think Che would be doing right now? Ugh. <laughs> as a new man, he I know I, we him, haven't done this. Kill in a while. himself instantly. I know we haven't done this as well, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. but like, really, what do you think Che would be doing right now? Like, just transplant him. He's right. twenty right now. Okay, he's, he's 20, twenty now. He's twenty and so he's just like he's just going to Cuba, right? He was around twenty when he was going to Cuba. Right? Okay, so, so I think he would be hitting up B and B. Like, <laughs> He'd be an Airbnb dude. No, 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 he would use Airbnb like crazy because he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna still drive around on my motorcycle mm. <laughs> through all of these continents or through the the lower side of South America, and I'm gonna hit up all the Airbnbs on the way. Right, he's gonna try to figure out where's the best place I can get my yeah, ch- you know, cheapest, uh, cheapest a dirty road raiders. tripper. I'm gonna say he's kind of like a Taylor Swift character. How so? Um, he preaches. Well, I mean, all of her songs are just about having fun and all this shit. And everyone talks about how talented she is. Uh, She's kind of -of run-of-the-mill talent. You know, she has some talent. But also, uh, her her status early in life got her where she was. She comes from a lot of money. (laughs) Really, it's a lot easier to make it music if you already have the resources. Right. So that's kind of... uh, I could see him doing that. And and pull one of those things where all of his bands... All all of his songs are about taking down the man. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Rage Against the Machine, Tom Morello. Yeah, I have a, I mean, I have a similar, similar take on that. I just see him as a, basically the, 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 the antithesis of what a millennial, air quotes, would be. <laughs> Someone that just has a trust fund 
Like a Brooklyn uh, kid. Right, yeah. Someone that just has a trust fund mm-hmm. and is like, I guess you'd probably call the closest like a Bernie bro. You know, like, okay. I have no problems. Right, I have no problems, but there's problems that exist. And I have all the money in the world. Right. But, like, there's fucking problems, bro. Yeah, like, you, know you, I mean? don't, like you don't know any problems firsthand. You're gonna yeah. get... You're gonna, gonna get money to You're gonna be verbal about it. You're gonna be a vegan. He's like taking advantage, and 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 in the reality, you know, if he existed today, he'd probably set up a website and make him a whole lot of money. You know, like some type of like, probably. oh, we have dank memes on this website, Etsy. and it does this. You know, mm-hmm. social justice warrior. Yeah, some, something one, like that. Like he might be one of the few male writers on the Huffington Post. <laughs> he would have had a store on Etsy that exactly. sold hand rolled yeah. cigars. Yeah. Oh God. All right. Well, that was a fun one. Yeah, I was checking yeah, uh, yeah, history. Boy. I just, I just, I'm, I'm sick of seeing them on shirts, but I feel like that's a, that's a trend that's being downplayed recently. Well, you did a lot of research and you, you told me some stuff, and now I, I definitely don't want them on shirts. Yeah, I don't have no. one of those. I'm still happy. Yeah, I don't have one. Yeah, I'm trend. still happy with my JFC shirt. Yeah, you have well, a parody funny. shirt. It's a parody shirt. Yeah, yeah, it's a parody shirt. It's great. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Once you follow us on Twitter at RoastMortemCast. You can also follow me, Tom Saltman, at Saunch, S-A-U-N-T-C-H-T. You can follow me at Travis Legion, with two E's. And you can find me on Twitter at Cody McCann, C-O-D-Y-M-C-C-A-N-N. And if you like our shit, yeah. fucking uh, give us five stars, subscribe, whatever you, yeah. whatever device Try you and use. beat my score for giving us stars. I, I got four in. What? So I don't know how you could beat giving us four stars, but just go go try. Go try. Yeah. Get, <laughs> see if you can beat my high score of giving this podcast four stars. That's you all heard I mean. it from the man. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. I gave it also uh, five stars. All right. Oh, jerked off on You the beat page. my high score. How'd you do that? All right. We get it. We like our own podcast. <laughs> yeah. We all like our we podcast. Get it. <laughs> Woo! Queens. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Hey, if you like what you just heard, we'd love to hear back from you. Hey, dumb dum-dums. Dummy yeah. dum-dum idiots. Yeah. Yeah. We want to hear your feedback, and we'd love to know if you have someone that you want us to roast or whatever. Just want to tag us on on Instagram or uh, Twitter, or you can email us. It's all roast mortem cast. You'll you'll find us oh, yeah. at Gmail. Uh, yeah, Gmail. And well, no, we use Hotmail. We don't accept. No, we don't use Hotmail. We don't use Hotmail. If you don't use Hotmail, just 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 end it. And and we'll do something fun with your names. Should you include those, we'll set up a fake obituary. In your honor. In your honor. Fake one. We're not gonna actually kill you. And this is going to be the stylized Roast Mortem cast shoutouts that you get part of. Yeah, you get a little tag at the end of the episode. And uh, if you don't want to, like, say your name for whatever reason, like you're one of those people that just, like, jerk off in your basement all day, and you just, like, have no social functions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can send us a DM or something with your name, if you want your name out there. Yeah. Or else we're going to use your fucking handle, which is probably, like, jerk me off. Yeah, you, Boy, can, you can give us a, a pseudonym. Yeah, do that. Don't make fun of anything. Have yeah. a good time. So thanks for tuning in again. Yeah. Love you.